welcome to Paradigm Shifters. You know, it's really funny calling it Paradigm Shifters. My guest today is someone who helps you shift your paradigm, your ways of thinking, your ways of being stuck physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually through the wonderful arts of Qigong. Welcome to the show, Robert Bates. Um, Thank you. One of our popular guests, and uh, your usual uh, com- your usual uh, way of talking about yours is fun with qigong, right? That is one of the main ways I talk about it because I want people to just relax and have fun. Yeah, and I've had those experiences with you. So I thought, you know, the other day I was uh, I hadn't been doing qigong for a while. And I have been suffering with some kind of weird sword legs and so on. And I was trying to decide what I was going to do about it. Was I just going to age ungracefully or was I going <laughs> to? And I suddenly I remembered Qigong and I started just I just flicked on some YouTubes. And they weren't actually yours this time, but sometimes it would be. But um, within 20 minutes, uh, these the really uncomfortable kind of pain, stiff leg thing was pretty much gone and it didn't go 100% but over the next few days it was like taken care of and that's kind oh, yeah. it's kind of a miracle but actually it's hardly called a miracle when it's been an ancient practice right so i said yes. robert we need to talk we need to help people okay. reinstate their uh what is it rejuvenate themselves and shift those paradigms for example i'm older now so i will get stiff you know what i mean I do. So let's let's talk I've heard, about I've heard about it. <laughs> yeah. We're not allowing that through our little processes, are we? No. <laughs> so um talk to people about like what exactly do you do? You came from a kind of a sports um history, did you not? I grew up uh reading and being active both. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, I did lots of sports, but I also did lots of work on the farm and work in the woods, lots of physical labor kind of stuff. I had my share of minor injuries playing sports, like uh, football injuries, and had a fell out of a tree one time. That hurt my shoulder. That affected oh, wow. my baseball pitch, pitching. Wow. And um, quite a few traumatic blows to my head as well. <laughs> When exploring since I was 19, at least, if not before, actually probably since I was 16, I read a book called Peak Performance about sports performance, and it had a whole chapter on proper breathing. Oh, okay. So I think I think my exploration of Qigong and, and health goes back to then. Hmm. And from then, I started exploring New Age meditation and uh, martial arts. And uh, I went, ended up going to chiropractic college hmm. because chiropractors uh, really helped my uh, low back pain, which was quite severe when I was 19 or 20. Hmm. And so it's been a long journey. I'm, I'm 56 now. So that's, I guess, 40 years mm-hmm. of, of doing, doing that. I started doing Qigong officially uh, 26 years ago hmm. with my first class. And I learned a set called Longevity Qigong. Oh, and that, we want that. That is one, that's wonderful. That is one of the keys of what Qigong is about. So mm. Qigong is a Chinese movement health system, or actually many different systems, many different approaches to having health, presence, strength, longevity. And also in this time, and maybe we can talk about this in a little bit, I've been thinking about how much it is for personal stability when times are tumultuous. Oh, I want to talk about that. Before we go into that, though, and I'm really excited about that. But you mentioned that you'd had some head injuries in the football days and so on, right? And I wondered if you have found uh, this kind of process really helps. People keep talking about brain injuries or head injuries or brain trauma, and I'm wondering if you have found that that kept your brain healing as opposed to suffering long-term from that, those kinds of traumas. Well, when you have a, a brain trauma, you have a head trauma, which we've all had some mm-hmm. amount, some more than others, 
what happens is you start tightening up the bones of the head, the membranes in the head, they start tightening up. The muscles in the neck start tightening up, tightening up. So you have all these constrictions that is going to lower the amount of fluid flow, lymph flow, blood flow, nervous flow, energetic flow in and out of your head. And so Qigong and health and life is really about flow, keeping things moving. Like you're talking about getting older mm-hmm. and having joint pain and things. Just you have to find a way to keep things moving. If you have things moving, you have a refreshing, rejuvenating, cleansing, clearing effect on whatever tissues it is. Mm. So if you have a constricted brain, the tissues are, uh, the fluids are not flowing well through the brain tissue. You're going to have, start having problems. You're going to start have scarring. You're going to start having uh, tangles, they call them, they find in Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. You're going to start having less uh, blood leaving. So you have uh, too much fluid stuck in the head instead of flowing through the head. Hmm. So you do these some of these qigong processes and you start relaxing the neck you start breathing with your belly you start relaxing your sutures in your head which are the joints Hmm. in your cranium Hmm. you start relaxing your jaw and a lot more things happen you start opening where your head meets your neck so yeah and there's there's many movements that you can do there's uh things you do with your hands things you do with your mind to help have a healthy brain I love that. Have you worked? At, this is a kind of a, a stretch out of what we're going to actually talk about. But have you worked with people with extreme mental disabilities at all? I haven't. Um, just some minor ones. Mm-hmm. Qigong. That is one of the contraindications of Qigong. Is working with people with psychological issues that are extreme. Oh, okay. Because when you're working with Qigong, you're working with directional energy flows. Mm-hmm. And in one sense, what a mental illness is, is the qi is flowing in the wrong direction. Oh. It's getting stuck in loops, and it's not in a balanced flow. So if you add more energy before, if they're not ready for it, it ends up going in that wrong direction oh. and making it worse. Oh, wow. Huh. So... But so I, I suppose there could it, be quite a quite a a delicate art of rearranging all that, but that's a whole other realm, isn't it? I think in the I think in the future we're going to start to treat people earlier in their um, say schizophrenia or you know psychological issues, and see if we can get them grounded and breathing and balanced physically. Teach them basic Tai Chi movements, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the future that's going to be part of our our health medicine. Hmm. We're working on all these things now. We're figuring it out. I guess there's quite a few organizations of people who teach Qigong. Anyway, let's get back to you. I, I'm very excited about the work you do, and you know, I know it has such a huge impact. So, what is the cutting edge of what you're doing now? Can you give people at home something? Oh, another thing is, can you give people at home something that will help them be more, for example, resilient in the face of COVID or uh, <laughs> healing better? In, you know, because there's a lot of psychological things that come from that. Is there a contraindication or is there something useful there? Or uh, just even immune building? Yeah, we've got all of that. I've got all of that. Uh, there's a few different things in there. Well, that's kind of where we're at right now is hyper stress, super changes. Nobody's feeling that confident right now. And the lockdown and how do we cope with being totally uh, isolated, you know, things like that. I think you've got lots of points for us. So the first thing I say is get some practice started. Okay. This is the hardest, hardest thing for people. Choose a practice that you can do that's every every day that's easy, that even if you're tired or you're grumpy or you're having a busy day, you could do. So some simple things you could do that I teach are like the super gentle Qigong. Mm-hmm. You can go to YouTube, Robert Bates, super gentle Qigong, 
and I'll teach you this really basic but powerful eight movement set. Okay. It's a set of movements that um, you want to use if you're really feeling run down, um, if you're recovering from an illness, if you're recovering from an accident or a surgery. Uh, you can do them seated, for instance. Oh, wow. People with chronic chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or Lyme's disease could do these, and they have. Um, so super gentle Qigong is a great way to start. And what that will do is, it'll, first of all, start moving the digestion of qi, which is like life force energy. It'll start moving the digestion of qi in your abdomen and torso, mm -hmm. in your chest. And then it will balance the four polarities in your body. So one of the things we want to do in Qigong is have balanced flow. Okay. So, for instance, if you have blood leaving the heart at a certain amount, you want that much blood coming back to the heart, more or less, mm -hmm. that much fluid. If you have, in our culture, we have so much focus on thinking. Mm -hmm. Most we people sure have do. too much energy going to the brain and not enough energy going to the feet. So we want to practice balancing out those energetic flows. I call them the four polarities. What are the Left four? Right. Can, can you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, down and up, left and right, front and back, hmm. inside and outside. That's kind of a simple the logic, four, isn't it? It's very simple. I learned the three polarities when I first started chiropractic and I did the best technique, B-E-S-T. And then I added the fourth polarity when I learned Qigong. Hmm. So when we are in a uh, distressed state, instead of being balanced, our body separates into polarities. So the left is doing something in the right. The front is doing something in the back. And then the bottom is doing from something different than the top. And the more distressed you get, the more those polarities start separating into subpolarities. So why not have something that brings you simply back into balance? So that's one thing that can help. And is it that um, balance that can help improve our immune system or is that a flying leap into dreaming? It's a flying leap in the same way that Superman can fly. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, we like that. <laughs> when you do these slow rhythmic movements, mm -hmm. what you actually end up doing is stimulating the lymphatic system to pump optimally. Okay. When you're tense, uh, over uh, stressed, com uh, contracted, not breathing well, things like this, thinking too much. Your lymphatic system slows down. Okay. So the lymphatic system is run mainly by uh, thousands and thousands of tiny little muscles wrapping around the lymphatic vessels. These little muscles are controlled by the autonomic nervous system. When you do your qigong nice and slow or your tai chi or your breathing or your meditating, then the lymphatics start pumping all of those little muscles. Hmm. So what it does is it starts clearing out the, the edema, the infection, the inflammation from your body. It starts clearing out your cellular matrix. Hmm. When it starts clearing your cellular matrix and, matrix and breaking down toxins and pathogens and stuff, that allows fresh, clear nutrient fluid to come into your cells. That seems so logical. you're breaking down toxins and pathogens and viruses and bacteria and mold and all this stuff. And you're bringing in nutrients and oxygen and fresh water. So just doing like the super gentle Qigong itself, especially the last four movements, will do that for you. Hmm. I mean, well, it, will, it will increase your lymphatic function by uh, five, ten times. Factor of 10. For wow, instance. that's actually amazing, isn't it? I was thinking that the, the lymphatics carries 
it carries everything throughout the body and you're saying it's more evenly distributed and it keeps cleaning things up and adding nutrition. Is that right? It works through a vacuum process. Oh, as you, as you move through the lymphatics, uh, more fluid is pulled into the cells from the bloodstream. Hmm. So, so does it, does it actually purify, does, does it help purify the bloodstream as well? Yeah, it absolutely does. And there's a lot more about that too, purifying the bloodstream, which we can get into. But Yeah, no, I love doing this because you're giving us the basic, uh, this is not like magic. It's very, very powerful information, I feel, you know. Yeah, I feel, and one of the reasons I started, one of the reasons I dedicated myself to learning Qigong and teaching Qigong is that it's a beautiful blend of ancient and new mm-hmm. of, of uh, ancient knowledge and science along with Eastern knowledge and Western knowledge, because we can use our, our scientific experiments and our anatomy and our physiology and our physics, but we can also go to what the, the Chinese masters discovered over thousands of years and passed on and blend them together mm-hmm. and keep developing keep developing the art and it's, that's what we're doing it's also a meditation in itself isn't it a physical meditation i think of it as a moving meditation mm-hmm. but there are also seated still meditations in, in qigong many many of them hmm. do you choose to do some of those as well not very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the movement. I prefer doing sets and forms and stretches and things like that. But uh, so tell me this: the relation, the correlation between that and fitness. Uh, and I know you're you're a really fit person. So what does it do to muscle tone? What does it do to you know? Can people use it to become physically fit? I think of fitness and health as a Venn diagram. Fitness is one circle, health is another circle, and they partially join. Hmm. So people can be quite healthy, but not really be exercising a lot or be running marathons. Uh, people can be quite fit, but yet they get sick a lot and they're, they're, they're draining their organ energy. You could be very fit bodybuilder, for instance, and end up needing a heart surgery. Hmm. So to me, that is not health. Not health. So you have to find that balance. Um, you can do. So I talked about super gentle qigong. Mm-hmm. Qigong actually exists in the whole spectrum of activity, from standing and not moving to being very active and jumping around and and building up the strength of your body with happy slapping and uh, squats and stretching and that kind of stuff. But the thing is, when you do it in Qigong, you're doing it with a realization of unifying your breathing with your movement and keeping moving. You're not really trying to be super strong you're trying to keep chi and fluids and mind moving as you're doing different kinds of exercises. Mm-hmm. So I also do things that are not qigong. It's called cutting firewood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you recommend that, do you? <laughs> well, if you live on you live on a property with a bunch of trees, it's probably a good thing to do. Uh huh. Oh no, that's wonderful. But so you're saying that the the fitness kind of goes through. It seems to me that when we're doing Qigong, for example, we are more fit as far as uh, self-protection, as far as thinking, as far as breathing, as far as all of that. But it's not like muscle tone in a certain way, is it? It's not. And it doesn't mean you can't do that other stuff. It was what you're into. I've seen Um, you do some Qigong. I've seen you do some Qigong, which was very... Uh, intense, rapid moving, and showed to me a lot of uh, the kind of physical dynamic. I didn't. Yeah. Ma- I don't yeah, think they're... I made that up, did I? No. <laughs> no, I do that. I do that too. Yeah. 
depends so this... on, it, it depends upon where you are. Mm -hmm. Qigong has something for everybody. If you're an 80 year old person that's never done Qigong and you're, you're getting creaky, um, you probably won't want to do these intense forms. Um, they won't be good for you. So you find something at whatever level you're at that will support your health. Mm -hmm. Then you do that and then you'll be able to do a little bit more. Then you'll be able to do a little bit more. But one of the systems of Qigong I do is called called uh, Wild Goose Qigong. Mm -hmm. Wild Goose Qigong is a fascinating story, which I could go into a little bit if you want. But I, I like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'd like to mention is the the modern founder of Wild Goose Qigong is a woman named Yang Mei Jun mm -hmm. or Yang Mei Jun. She didn't start teaching until she was 83. Really? How inspiring. Yeah. So in terms of, this is kind of my topic I've been thinking about in this very tumultuous time that we're in in America. The 20th century in China was extremely tumultuous. Hmm. From 1911 on, there was just one mega problem after another. The um, Yang Mei Jun was born in 1895. Okay. The the um, dynasty in China, the Qing dynasty, fell in 1911 when she was still young. Then there were various wars, civil wars, World War II. Um, after 1949, there were the communist takeover. They had the Great Leap Forward, where they tried to change agriculture and a lot of people died. They had the Cultural Revolution. All kinds of things happened. So what happened was when Yang Mei Jun was a girl, she was 13 years old, her grandfather took her aside in secret and taught her wild goose qigong. Aha. He had, he had learned it in secret. Nobody knew about wild goose qigong. It was an ancient qigong that was developed in a monastery in the Kunlun Mountains of Western China. Hmm. And for generations, they did this practice. Something happened. Some political change of fortune happened, and that monastery didn't exist anymore. Um, kind of like the Shaolin Monastery kept getting burned down by different different uh, groups in Chinese history. Hmm. Well, this monastery was a, a different, a Taoist monastery, not a Shaolin, but it ended up that her grandfather learned this form and decided to teach her this 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 vast system. She was thirteen, or she was just a child. Her, yeah, she's just a child, mm -hmm. and she, he would teach her at night in secret, hmm. just like an old Chinese movie, you know, an old kung fu movie. Mm -hmm. And she kept it secret her entire life. Most of her family didn't even know about it, and. Through all this tumultuous time of war and death and people being displaced, she kept practicing and kept kept the art. She got separated from her family. Only one son lived, and she was separated from him for 36 years. They were all displaced people. They didn't have any place to live. And then when she started teaching in 1978, when it was safe again in China, um, Deng Xiaoping became the leader of China. He said, uh, let's all dance now, something like that. So it was now safe to teach Qigong again. Wow. She was 83. Oh. Nobody, nobody knew this existed. She got really famous teaching wild goose Qigong, and her lost son found her. Oh, wow. So he, until just recently, has been the grand master for the last 20 years. Wow. Yang Mei Jun was this little tiny lady with incredible amounts of power and she and she taught lots of people her her art and she passed on the lineage to her her son who mm -hmm. is still alive he's 90 there's he might be 91 there's video of him last year or the year before doing some of these forms mm -hmm. these dynamic forms and he didn't start learning till he's in his 50s wow that's a really good story isn't it but also, I, I think there's something else here. Isn't 
Aren't there a lot of older masters that have used this technique for years and years to rejuvenate themselves? Many, many older masters. But let me just finish my story. Please. Real, real quickly. My training partner and I were going to go study with the current grandmaster, Grandmaster Chen, uh, last uh, April. We'd, we'd, we'd organized it, and we were going to go learn from him instead of just learning from um, his other teachers that are out there. They're in Wuhan. China. Oh, my goodness. So in February, they said, I don't think you better come. <laughs> we were actually going to Wuhan. So Wow. So I really got the notion of how and important it is and I've been thinking about it anyway, to keep the lungs open, mm -hmm. to keep the diaphragm moving, mm -hmm. to keep the heart um, gently pumping, to keep the shoulders and the spine open in order to strengthen the immune system and the organ system in case you do catch a bad COVID flu, mm -hmm. whether it's COVID-19 or whatever. And so wild goose chigung, for instance, is one of those things that's really good at preparing you for those kind of fights. And wild goose story. is up on uh, YouTube. Well, you got me doing that one years, some years ago, actually. But um, I'm really glad that you said that because people need to feel that they can strengthen their own. Uh, I guess it's not just building muscle. It's, it's building the immune and clarifying what's going on in lymphatics, et cetera, et cetera, isn't it? Like you said, gentle heart protection. It's kind of a purification system, isn't it? It's a purification system, and it's also a grounding system. Mm -hmm. It brings you into the present. It brings you into your feet. It makes you more whole body aware. It develops focus like a good meditation does. It helps uh, all of your organ systems. I can go on and on, your joints, your muscles. Well, and when your brain, you said like our society is far too mind-oriented, it's a way of integrating. Because our organs all have certain awarenesses, don't they? It's sort of integrating the wisdom that can come through the entire body, right? We think with our brain so ferociously, and yet every part of us has intelligence. Isn't that amazing? The heart has intelligence. The kidneys have intelligence. The left pinky toe has intelligence. Wow. The bone marrow. So, yeah, it is amazing. So what you're saying is that when you have this flow going through and everything is the four, what did you call them, the four polarities and so on, and they're all uh, being respected for their journey, we are probably a lot wiser, don't you think? I think so. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you worked you worked on that. You studied uh, with someone uh, about the brain. I remember that for a while. Are you willing to talk a little bit about that? Or is that a tie-in? Is that a different subject, really? Well, for me, I have a dual path. In my professional life, I have a dual path of the Qigong and the movement with working on people physically, what uh, we're starting to call manual medicine. Oh, really? Okay. I like manual medicine. I like what it means. And the people who study it could be anybody that uses their hands to do therapy. Uh, physical therapist, occupational therapist, a chiropractor like me, massage therapist, nurse. So we, um, there's different people and different systems that are developing more and more accurate and expanded ways of touching to help people heal. Mm -hmm. And the one that I've been really focused on is called the Chickley Health Institute, mm -hmm. CHI. Mm -hmm. And Bruno Chickley is a French-American he might, he might not say American, but uh, he lives in America. He is the uh, person who developed these brain techniques. Hmm. And I've been studying with him for quite a while. In fact, I've taken over 70 courses in, in their system, repeating many of them over and over again. And he has a whole series of brain uh, techniques to work on the different parts of the brain 
and the different parts of the membranes in the brain okay. and the uh, bone bones of the head and the face and the nerves that come out of the brain. It's pretty detailed and anatomically complex. Is so that for healing thought, or is that for awakening or both? Well, that's what healing is. Healing is awakening yourself to the mastery or waking yourself to the, the magnificence of the moment. Oh, great. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's great. <laughs> so carry on. This is interesting about your brain studies. And what disease is, is not being in the present and being stuck in the past or the future and, and labeling it as bad. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's something uh, separate than learning Qigong, but I did learn a really neat trick. Okay. What is it? I've learned lots of neat tricks. The whole time I've been studying and practicing Qigong, one of the things that people often talk about is having the tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth, mm -hmm. tip of the tongue to the hard palate. And the answer that's always given is that closes a circuit of qi flow. That circuit is called the microcosmic orbit. Okay. That's an important part of Qigong. But in Qigong, there's always layers. It's never, never just one thing. So one of the things that happens, if you touch the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth and put just a little bit of pressure on it, is that pressure expands outward to help open the joints in your cranium. Oh. Hmm. The joints in your cranium open, then the fluids start flowing a little bit better through your meninges. And then the fluid starts flowing a little better through your brain. And then the fluid starts feeling a little better, a little better down into your spinal cord. Hmm. So I actually learned that from a teacher named Bruce Francis. I uh, took some online courses. So I could, you can learn a lot online. Mm -hmm. That's really simple. That's You're saying just the tip of your tongue pressing against the hard palate in the roof of your mouth. Yeah. So it's going to activate your tongue, help your throat. The tongue is the outer expression of the heart in five element theory. Mm -hmm. So it's going to help your heart. It's going to help your brain have more um, relaxation. Simple to do. You could just do it. Hmm. You could be cutting vegetables and touching the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth. I was thinking even daydreaming. <laughs> Not that I have much time for daydreaming these days, but yeah, even when we're doing that. Eh? You can do it daydreaming. Mm -hmm. So back to the brain. I mean, can, is it, is, and the Chickley Institute, are they actually uh, finding ways? I'm fascinated by, I'm not so fascinated that I'm studying it too hard, but mental health is a huge issue, I would say, all over the world from the way things are going. And a lot of people used to think that, for example, once your brain has had, had some influence, uh, or that's it. it. It can't change anymore. Now we know it can change in the whole thing about neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. So does uh, the Chickley Institute have more inspiring commentaries about that? Like our, I keep getting into the brain potential thing. Are we able to expand our potential with our brain as we, as we go into these things? I think we are. Um, every every new discovery about the brain shows us more potential, mm -hmm. and they're <clears throat> they're discovering things all the time. One of the things that Bruno does is he reads the medical literature, mm -hmm. and then he, he takes that and he applies it by trying different techniques. And when he finds ones that work, he teaches them to therapists like me. Hmm. And then we go out and we apply them and learn from them. And so it's this dynamic process that's moving forward. And he keeps learning new things and we keep learning new things. I find this really exciting because what you're speaking about is that really interesting uh, language and awareness of subtle energy and the dance it, it makes in creating the physical 
reality. Does that make sense? Is that a clear way to put it? Because your brain has a lot to do with the, we think our way into a physical situation, right? But you're mingling the two of them. It's got to be a much more potent way of becoming a powerful human being, doesn't it? Well, I find as Westerners, we overuse our brain. Mm. We try to think through and solve problems with our brain um, too much. We need our brain for solving problems and making schedules and keeping track of where we are and, and many, many other things. But we put so much tension into our brain that we forget the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So I recommend not so much mindfulness. I call it legfulness. <laughs> I recommend people go out for a walk. I recommend you feel your feet and your legs and your thighs and your leg bones while you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And then add the breath. Breathe into your belly or breathe into your back or think about your toes while you're doing your work on your computer or typing or studying or you know whatever it is you do, mm-hmm. building something. Don't be so brain-centric. Be more whole, be more body centric, and not only be more body centric, be more earth centric, because you have a balance between earth and heaven. Mm-hmm. You should have a balance. If you're brain centric, your energy is going up, 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 with a little bit going down. Mm-hmm. You want an equal amount going up and down, and then kind of mixing in the middle, which is you. We are a mixture of the expansive heaven energies and the contractive earth energies. If we're all expansive, it just makes us crazy mm-hmm. and not as powerful. That's right. So that's a good word, powerful. So what does powerful mean in this context? I was thinking of like martial arts and so on when they use that mind-body empowerment they seem to move mountains without much effort. Is that right? That's inter- internal power, and that's what we want. So in the there's two main ideas on either end of the spectrum of power. One is external and one is internal. Mm-hmm. If you use external power all the time, like is the Western football, martial arts, boxing, Um, labor, getting work done, chopping wood, you burn out your organs. Mm -hmm. The organs are like repositories for energy, for life force, for intelligence. We want to support the internal organs anytime we do something and not just drain our internal organs anytime we do something. Mm -hmm. And so in the Qigong approach, we want to continue to feed our sort our uh, our storage places. In a more externalized approach, you want to just get it done, whatever it takes. And in the long run, that makes you sick, makes you tired, ages you prematurely. And ages you, yeah, I can sort of see that. So you know, all of this coming together is a very uh, because here's what I keep thinking, Robert, is that we are seeing people do amazing things these days, right? Going through their, um, you know, going through certain techniques and so on and breaking out of uh, terminal cancer or whatever. People are doing things that we didn't think was possible. People are reversing a lot of brain problems and so on. And I'm going, I think the combination of many things that you know, and you're an amazing body worker as well. I have to tell everybody that. But your your amazing grip on these different levels of being a human being is very uh, freeing, very liberating for people, isn't it? And I see that maybe we could evolve as a species with that kind of stuff happening in greater numbers, right? I hope so. I mean, that's how I'm looking at it. And I'm, I'm like anybody else. I've had my injuries. I've been sick before. <laughs> I've had my struggles. You have something like Qigong in your life. It does help 
you move through when you have a difficult period. Um, my wife and I were having, not between us, but in our lives, we were having a whole bunch of uncertainties last year with some things we were dealing with, land use issues and the government and the election and COVID-19 and some family stuff. And uh, That was the year that was, wasn't it? <laughs> not yet for everybody. Yeah. I kept practicing and I thought about Yang Mei June and how through the horrible century that China went through, much of it was horrible, it kept her stable and sane and healthy and she came out on the other side. And in the United States, I want us to stay stable and sane and healthy and be in our hearts and be in our feet and be able to see the big picture and see the historical context of where we are and not just get stuck in our worries and our anger. So that's one way I think about a Qigong practice. I love that because you talked about it being a flow. And so here in a time of chaos, we need to find a way to flow our own existence through it instead of reacting, I think. Hey? And sometimes we need to find a way to just root like a tree when there's chaos happening, a big storm. Mm-hmm. We had a big storm here the other night. And we just sometimes you just need to be rooted until the storm's gone, and then you start flowing again. Is that what you do? Do you stay still at that point? During a storm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So can we pick – this is just a fun sidebar thing. Can we pick up on the energy of a storm and use it in our body minds? Do you know what I mean? It's like there's some amazing electrical stuff going on. Interestingly enough, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was worth it's asking too, you the it's, question. It's a great question. It's too big for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a storm is, is the earth doing Qigong. Ah. So any given time, there are 5,000 storms and happening around the world. And in any given second, there are 200 lightning strikes happening around the world. And it's the way the earth is replenishing its chi. Hmm. So if we try to. It's a great way to look storm, at it. So yeah. <laughs> if we try to meld that storm, we might be able to do it if we're a Marvel superhero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for most of us, we don't quite have that capacity. We don't mm-hmm. have the capacitors to take it in. So during a storm, you just want to stay still and not do Qigong. Hmm. Actually, I like, that's I one like of the that contra- advice. Contraindications. Wow. Yeah. Also, that contraindication about about uh, mental health was really important, too, because I, I don't know how people's energy goes in the wrong direction, but just having respect for energy and how we can yeah. write that in ourselves is very important, isn't it? And doing well, you could think of mental health and mental health issue being an internal storm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. And it's yeah. a big, it's a big deal these days. I mean, it's pretty huge, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And if maybe as a society, as a world, we can start figuring out how to help those people at an earlier stage mm-hmm. with their patterns of energy flow. Mm-hmm. I that like was a that. term I wanted to wanted to say today: patterns of energy flow. Oh yeah, I really like that because you could teach us; we could learn how to change people's patterns or our own for starters, right? That's a big part of what Qigong is. I love it. Developing stronger and more healthy patterns of energy flow. I love it. So we're going to have to end this, but I wonder if you would just tell people, you you know, I know, you know, I know you do um, wild goose, but you also do your own, right? Do you want to give people some of your favorite YouTubes to look at or? Uh, that you would suggest would you enjoy doing something it? that yeah I'll 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 give a, a overview and then a little detail something I'm really I'm developing but I haven't quite got together yet in the technology of it is a system I call book dragon qigong okay book dragon qigong means movement and uh, education. So mind and flow, physical and book learning. So Book Dragon Qigong is at some point going to be online. I've taught it 
um, locally. And it's a bunch of different movements and forms and breathing and meditations that teach these energetic patterns and mm-hmm. teach these movements. Okay. So one of the ones that I think just about anybody can use is the one for insomnia qigong. Oh, good. I like that. So many people have difficulty with sleeping. The insomnia qigong exercise is also really good for just developing more strength in your um, internal organs, especially your kidneys, which makes you more centered and gives you more energy. It also roots you to the ground. So it helps you sleep, it gives you energy, and helps you be more rooted. It's only five movements. Okay. And you can go to go to YouTube, and I think it's four little videos I have of me doing it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Qigong for Insomnia, Robert Bates, or what else do I call it? I call it Sleeping Through Insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> So I've taught this. I learned that originally from my medical Qigong teacher, Jerry Allen Johnson, in Mm -hmm. 2001. I changed two or three things to fit my understanding of Qigong. And I've taught it to many people with insomnia. And every one of them who does it sleeps a lot more. Wow, really? Okay. Okay. Pick so me, far, I'm going to do that. We'll do it. Okay. If you do it for a month, maybe even a week, you'll sleep better. Okay, great. And it's just something you do in the morning. And you can do it in the night before bed if you want, but do it in the morning when you're fresh. And you're going to retrain your pattern of energy flow. When Which you're is not what sleeping it's all well, about, isn't it? You, you're too much in your frontal brain and your eyes. Okay. You bring your energy back to the back of your brain, mm-hmm. then down to your kidneys, down to your center and your dantian, which is your belly center, then down to your feet. After doing that for a few days or a few weeks, you'll sleep a lot better. Hmm. It sounds like it's a great, it's not a long one, is it? Is it long? About 10 minutes. Okay. Because it seems yeah, like it's minutes. a wonderful tool with cause and effect to help us understand energy patterning, right? It is. It's one of the things that helped really got me thinking about how we're redeveloping directional energy patterns. I find that a very exciting, um, a wonderful way to end this because it's a very exciting uh, kind of a nugget, isn't it? Something that can be useful for other people as well as us. Thank you so much, Robert Bates. Two nuggets. Two nuggets? What are they? Two nuggets. One for each kidney. Okay. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, Robert Bates, you're always a delight. I love to speak with you, but I also love your body work and your teachings. So we'll all get on uh, YouTube and catch up with you and understand our own empowerment because it really is empowerment through the flow, isn't it? Really is. Mm-hmm. And I want to say one final thing. I remember hearing years ago, way back in China, when people had, for example, cancer, they had them move Qigong until it was gone. I read somewhere and it said for hours and hours and hours they would do it to change it. Have you ever heard that story? All right. One more trick. Here's okay. a secret. Here's a secret method for healing. Okay, good. If you're really stuck mm-hmm. with some bad disease situation, mm-hmm. whether it, whatever it is, whatever it's labeled, mm-hmm. You have a good chance of breaking through if you do three hours of Qigong a day. Really? I've spoken with several Qigong teachers. I've read it a couple of places. And I even thought of it myself before I even taught it to anybody about it. But it's the three-hour miracle. Well, I really appreciate that. I, you know, if somebody's sick, it might be hard to do. But just the whole concept that you can do that is very empowering, right? You start where you can, you know, 10 minutes a day. Just do your best. 15 minutes a day. Then you do a little more. Then you get someone to help you. Do it with you. Mm-hmm. Do your best. Oh, that's one other thing I wanted to ask, too. When people do it together, it's more empowering, is it not? Yeah, because you get to share in the chi. Mm-hmm. That's each other's chi. Wow. So give everybody your data, Robert Bates. You're just a wonderful uh, 
I want to say you've got such a healing, flowing energy. And uh, thank you for that. Uh, thank you. Well, I have a, a website. It's got a lot of information on it. I don't currently keep up on it because I have many projects going, but I, I'll probably add to it again. It has some of this information we've talked about. It's www.funwithqigong.com. Qigong is spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G. And then on online, they're all under your name, right? And then online, I have various YouTube videos. I've got a one for healing depression and emotions that are stuck. Got some breathing videos. I also teach uh, on some private lessons that are not online yet. Okay. That's great for people to know as well. Well, I thank you so much, Robert, and we'll be in touch, and I'm going to get moving again. <laughs> keep moving. Keep breathing. You bet. Thank you very much. Keep smiling. Take care. Thank you. Thank My you. My pleasure. My pleasure, My too. pleasure. Bye.